on this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got your boy back in the building. I know I left you guys last week without a um, beat to step to, but I'm back, man. Comic-Con was a blast. I have plenty to tell you guys. On this episode of the Best of Bias, of course, we got some of that NFL, I think it's week 13 to talk about. So I'll breeze through that for y'all. Talk about a little bit of fantasy. I don't know if I really want to talk about fantasy too much this year, and I'll tell you why a little bit later. But we back today. It's the Best of Bias podcast. It's Friday. Thank you guys for being back with me and bearing with me. But sometimes, you know, the pod has to go on so many excursions to kind of like better the pods. You know what I'm saying? We made a lot of connections. Um, I'll get into that later on in the pop culture segment, but you know how I like to start it. But anyways, no more long talking. Let's get right to the podcast. Thank you for being here again, and let's get it. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us from pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Your uh, yeah, best of bias. Yeah. Uh, the best of bias. You are now listening to the best of bias podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. What's up, everybody? Again, welcome to another episode of the Best of Bias podcast. Man, I feel like I haven't done this in a while. Um, I took a week off last week. I hope you guys aren't too mad at me. Um, I didn't get too many comments down there talking mess, so I guess everybody's okay. But welcome back. Welcome back to the Best of Bias podcast. Again, I don't really explain it too much to the new listeners, so I'm going to explain it right now. The Best of Bias podcast. What is it about? It's about anything you guys want to talk about, anything we want to talk about, anything my guests want to talk about. It's Best of Bias. Bring your bias to the table. We'll talk about it. It don't matter what it is. We can talk about it. Science, pop culture, sports, movies, comics. We go there. We talk about it all. Um, and we have a multitude of guests. Usually, um, a lot of the time, it's me by myself. But we always have guests. We have a lot of friends. You know, best of bias family branches reach really far. So you know what I mean. You never know who's gonna pop in. But um, right now, it's just me. Um, and we gonna get into these sports because you know how we do it. Um, again, if you're new, the last couple of weeks we've been reviewing every week of uh, NFL. Uh, we've been tracking it every all the action we made predictions and stuff like that and we see if the predictions are right the next week and we also go over some previews and predictions of what the next week holds for us um so we'll get into that now um week 13 just passed a lot of action happened usually i break down all the stats and stuff but i want to give you guys a really in-depth uh comic-con la comic-con review so and there's a lot of pop culture stuff i got to talk about i wasn't going to talk too much about it but people reminded me man it's my responsibility to talk to you guys about this pop culture stuff and bring it to your attention if you ain't you know ain't heard about it yet so why would i not so we're gonna go into all that but firstly let's talk about this nfl week 13 so thursday night football we had the bills versus the patriots bills won 24 to 10 the Packers beat the Bears 28 to 19. The Steelers beat the Falcons 19 to 16. The Vikings beat the Jets 27 to 22. Um, again, sorry. Also, I didn't mention this before I started going off on these scores. I got Instagram live going right now. I'm going to kind of try to do this every now and then. Um, kind of just start off on Instagram live as well as when I'm recording this, because obviously sometimes I don't have guests on here. I'm talking to myself. And if you want to tune in in live and hear me record and see the process and stuff like that, it's going to be up on live. So you guys can kind of have an in-depth look on what's going on. If you want to see the show live, in a sense, you can watch it 
through Instagram Live. So I'm going to leave that there for a little bit, uh, turn it off maybe a, a little bit later when I get into some deeper stuff that I need to actually use the phone for. But right now we're back into the sports, you know what I'm saying? Back into these scores. Um, so the Vikings did beat the Jets 27 to 22. Lions molly whopped the Jags. What happened to the Jaguars, man? We had so so much high hope for Trevor Lawrence in the second year without Urban Meyer. Um, the team just kind of took a nosedive after like week three or four, man. So they lost to the Lions 40 to 14. Eagles keep it rolling, winning 35 to 10 over um, the Titans. It's kind of crazy because, you know, obviously A.J. Brown just got traded from the Titans. And ever since they got traded, the team kind of looking dry out there at receiver. And they've been kind of trying to put it on Derrick Henry's shoulders, and it hasn't been really looking good. They had a good record, but their division is kind of atrocious. So you would expect them to have a good record. But, um, yeah, um, A.J. Brown went crazy on him, had like two touchdowns, and it resulted in their GM getting fired because why would you trade? AJ Brown under any circumstance and you can see the end result with a 35 to 10 beat down um the Browns beat the Texans 27 to 14 Deshaun Watson's first game back didn't really do too well but good thing they had a good defense actually man the defense haven't hasn't really performed well you know, the whole season um they had one of the bottom uh you know bottom teams in allowing points you know what I mean so one of the worst defenses in the league um ever since they played the Bucks you know they got revitalized um they had 33, 34 fantasy points for me. The Browns defense did against the um, Texans. So I don't know. I guess they were juiced up for Deshaun coming back right now. I don't know what it was, but that defense wasn't letting up. But Deshaun Watson, he didn't do too well. He only has like six fantasy points. You know what I mean? I don't know his overall stats. Go ahead and write them down because I'm kind of just breezing through these right now. But he didn't do too well. But, I mean, they won the game. So maybe he'll get better in the, you know, in the future. He hasn't played too much. He hasn't been at the facility. So. Um, the commanders tied with the Giants, which is crazy because they're in the same division and to be tied in the division that damn near can all be all the wild card spots in the NFC playoffs is kind of crazy. Um, they tied in overtime 20 to 20. The Ravens beat the Broncos 10 to 9. But in this game, we lost uh, Lamar Jackson, got a PCL injury. So he's going to be out for uh, a little bit, man. And it's kind of crazy because, again, we talked about earlier in the season how he didn't really sign an extension. He was betting on himself and didn't hold out. And uh, this is what everybody was uh, afraid of when they kind of criticized him and how he kind of bet on himself and kind of went out here and wanted to play without the security of a contract because this kind of shit can happen. And if the team bails on you and, uh, you know, you don't make it back to fully how you once were and they forget about you and cut you, then it's going to be like, in hindsight, I should have fucking took that money when I had the chance. But uh, I pray that he gets healthy fast because, you know what I'm saying, he is breaking the mold as far as, you know, um, the prototype quarterback, you know, he's his own kind of quarterback and people kind of doubted him since he's been in the league and saying that he couldn't do anything that he's doing right now. So um, I don't want this injury to kind of prove those naysayers right. So hopefully uh, Lamar Jackson gets healthy and continues his ascension and can get back to the uh, Ravens and continue a potential Super Bowl run. You know what I mean? Prayers out to him. Um, and the Broncos are still trash, so. They won 10 to 9 without Lamar Jackson. 49ers won 33 to 17. It's another game where they lost their quarterback, though. Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot, I want to say. Um, so he's out for the season. They they're hopeful that he can come back um towards the playoffs. And my hat look crazy, y'all. Y'all let me know if my hat look crazy. You know what I'm saying? It matched with the orange right there. So I had to pop on the bucket. Buckets are available now. Hit me up if you need them. You know what I'm saying? Sorry to the audio listeners, but I'm flexing the best of bias merch. Y'all know all about that. Um yeah, it was pretty much still a beatdown. Um, the 49ers defense is still formidable, even though the quarterback was out. Um, Brock Prudy came in, Iowa State quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the seventh round of the draft. Um, came in there and held it down. 
Um, they have a good rushing attack, really good receivers. Um, he doesn't have to put the ball, you know, in harm's way a lot because of the scheme that Kyle Shanahan kind of implements. So I think he'll be all right. But we play them this week as the Buccaneers play them this week. So I don't know how it's going to look, um, but I'm hoping that he goes back to being a rookie and hopefully he gets intimidated by playing against Tom Brady across the field and their defense actually kind of just lets up on us a little bit. You know what I'm saying? If y'all want Tom Brady next year, 49ers, y'all better chill. Treat him nice if y'all want him over there. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, Seahawks beat the Rams 27 to 23. Raiders beat the Chargers 27 to 20. Um, Raiders picking up steam now. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but they were looking pretty bad before. But now um, they're winning some games and getting a little bit of um, encouragement, and they're looking better because nobody, man, nobody wants to see Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr crying at the press conference. You know what I'm saying? I like Derek Carr. He out there trying at least. You know what I'm saying? He's doing what he can but what he has. But the, uh, the organization has been in a, a disarray. On the last couple of seasons and the whole move to uh, Vegas didn't go smoothly with all the John Gruden allegations. So hopefully now with Devontae, they can just start smooth. First year is kind of rocky and they can just ride the momentum the next year, uh, even though their Super Bowl is beating the 49ers anyway. So it's all going to come down to that game. So they ain't worried about it. Um, the Bengals beat the Chiefs, surprisingly, 27 to 24. I shouldn't say surprisingly because the Bengals did make it to the um Super Bowl last year, beating the Chiefs in the NFC Championship, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been it's happened before, but it's just that the Chiefs were on such a winning streak, and uh, you know it looked like Patrick Mahomes caught a stride, and it just looked like he was going to walk away with everything. But good thing the Bengals kept him down, kept him down to earth, and kept them close to the pack, so they don't run away with it, and he don't run away with the MVP honors. Um, Cowboys beat the Colts 54 to 19. Goddamn Sunday Night Football it was an ass whooping. Uh, Matt Ryan just looks like he should have stayed retired and hurt. I'm going to let Ellinger take this beating because he just looked terrible. Um, nothing about what he was doing looked good. Um, I don't know why Jeff Saturday, I mean, he's inexperienced anyway, but him to bring Jeff Saturday or to bring Matt Ryan back and have him start was kind of a bad decision because, yeah, I mean, he, he held up against the uh, the Eagles for a little bit. And I forgot who they beat the first week that Jeff Saturday was coached. But this one just proves that he's kind of in over his head. Um, he probably needs to get a young guy out there because Matt Ryan's not going to get any better. They don't throw the ball deep. It's all short passes to only the tight ends and shit like that. So it's looking ugly for them. But congratulations, Cowboys, man. They're looking like um, contenders right now, them and the Eagles and the Vikings right now in the NFC. Um, holding it down. All have really good records, so who knows? Uh, Saints versus the Bucks. Saints lost, of course, seventeen to sixteen. Um, we swept them for the season, man. This is where I can talk a little crazy when my Bucks get out there. Um, I'm going to admittedly say the Buccaneers played terrible the first three quarters, probably the first three and a half quarters. Um, our offense still looks broken. We couldn't get nothing. Um, Tom Brady was missing a lot of throws in the beginning of the game. Wide open throws to Mike Evans, Julio Jones. It's like he overthrew a bunch of stuff, compensating. For um, the pressure that was coming, he was kind of like flinching up and like shorting stuff that he regularly makes. Some um, well, two years ago, would have makes though he's forty five now. It's still stuff that you expect for Tom Brady to make and still have. I mean, though he can't run, he has zero leg mobi mobility. So that arm and that brain has to has to be pristine and at every sense if you're going to be starting as a forty five year old quarterback. So I know he can still make the throws, and he did prove it in that last two minute drive. I know you guys seen that. Um, the uh, Saints were pretty much winning sixteen to three all the way up until the like start of the fourth quarter. Um, Tom Brady put together two crazy-ass drives, uh, one to make it uh, to seven, 16 to 10, and then, of course, the last one with like 30 seconds left. He put the – eight seconds left, excuse me. Let me get down to the nitty-gritty. He put the ball in the end zone and was able to score. It was crazy. So 
Um, we sweep uh, sweep the Saints for the season, and we beat the Rams. So though we're having a bad season, we kind of get a couple of monkeys off our back in the sense of beating the Rams and sweeping the Saints this year. So um, we're six and six, a game and a half in the lead in our division. The Falcons and the Saints have buys this week, so uh, it's interesting. So you know, so we can make a good bit of separation with a win this week against the 49ers. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, the odds are going to be stacked against us, especially with that defense. If we can't move the ball against uh, you know, the Saints defense. I mean, the Saints defense is still pretty good, but for the fact that we couldn't really move the ball against them, it's kind of weird. But, um, yeah, uh, I'll talk about more about that game when we get to the predictions for week 14. But of course, since that was Monday Night Football, that was the last game. Um, I didn't really, of course, write down the stats and what I got last week or the week. Actually, I didn't even have a podcast last week, so I didn't take any stats for last week. So if you got my stats from the week before that, Comment down low, see what I got, see how true to form I was. And then this week, I didn't pick. So I guess it's a draw. And I'm going to say I'm right anyway. So, yeah, everybody I thought that was going to win was one, I guess. Uh, shit, that Cowboys game, nobody could have predicted. But they scored 40-plus points in, like, four games this year. So, shit, man, who knows? I mean, I guess that beating we gave them the first week just, you know, inspired them to be great. Uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. But we probably going to have to play on first round of playoffs, and that's – that's you know at this point kind of looking a little scary but we're gonna see what happens see if Dak can hold uh you know hold it down and get them through the first round you know what i'm saying if they're players if they don't get there if they don't win their division um so week 14 the games and some spreads for you real quick in my predictions the rams play the raiders um in las vegas uh i got the raiders winning that game they're favored by six at home but i still think the raiders are going to win the rams are trash right now they just signed breaker mayfield and i don't think that's going to help at all the offensive line is whack um and the receivers are all hurt so it's pretty bad for him i got the raiders in that game buffalo bills they play the jets the bills are favored by nine and a half in um new york or new jersey wherever they play um I got the Buffalo Bills winning that game. They're favored by nine and a half. Cincinnati versus the Browns. Um, I got Cincinnati um, winning that game in Cleveland. They're favored by six. Uh, Dallas versus Houston. They're going to smack them, probably put 60 points on them. Um, Dallas is at Houston. Um, not very far. I mean, a battle of Texas real quick. Um, Dallas is favored by 17, but I'm still picking Dallas. Uh, Detroit versus Minnesota. I don't know, man. Detroit is favored by one point. I don't know. They've been playing the last couple of weeks, and who knows, man. They could upset the Vikings, given their third loss. Um, I think I'm going to pick this one for an upset. Detroit beating Minnesota Vikings. You can book that in Minnesota, too. So you can say I said it here first. Um, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Tennessee is favored by three and a half points. Um, I got Tennessee as well. Jackson will have to show me at this point, especially since I'm out of the fuck it. I'm not going to say that yet. I'm not going to go there yet. All right. Um, New York versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are at home, and uh, they're favored by seven. And of course, I'm going to roll with the Eagles. Uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore Ravens. Pittsburgh's favored by three without uh, without Lamar Jackson. So I don't know. I think Tyler Huntley can actually put this together and actually maybe – you know, hold off the Steelers now, but who knows? Divisional game, the Steelers want to win. Uh, I'll pick Baltimore in upset. Uh, Broncos at Kansas City. Kansas City's favored by nine. Of course, picking Kansas City in that, the Broncos suck. 49ers at the Buck. I mean, no, that's not right either. Hey, hopefully, I'm not putting this, uh, hopefully, I'm not writing these, saying this shit wrong now. I don't know, I'm looking at it. Uh, but <laughs> uh, San Francisco and Tampa Bay, I know Tampa Bay's playing in Santa Clara, so hopefully, I didn't get all that shit fucked up, but 
You know what I mean? Tampa Bay. Um, I got Tampa winning, man, and an upset, of course. San Francisco's favored by three at home, and I mean it should be more than three. Uh, they think it's going to be close. They give the home team three by default, so you know what I'm saying they're not going to say that. They're looking like they're not going to blow us out, especially since they have Brock Purdy. We're going to make y'all earn them points. You know what I'm saying? The defense hopefully can stand up against the rookie. Um, hopefully we get Anton, uh, Antoine Winfield back and Mike Edwards back. So our fucking secondary doesn't look clueless. And we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully it's not raining and a bunch of bullshit. And our offensive line could stand up and just block them boys. I know they're hard to block. And I know their front seven's vicious. So hopefully we can actually, you know, hold them boys and give Tom Brady some time. If not, it's going to be a long-ass game. Um, Seahawks at the Panthers. Seahawks fared by three and a half. Um, Sam Darnold in his, I think, second or third start game starting. They just cut Baker Mayfield, like I said earlier. So Seattle's favored by three and a half points. I got Seattle in that game, of course. Los Angeles Chargers versus Miami. Miami's at home, favored by three points. Of course, I got Miami in that. I'm sorry, Justin, but yeah, Miami's just, just lost. They got smacked by the 49ers, so I think they got revenge in their eyes, and that whole defense is hurt, so I think they're going to just do a number on y'all. Arizona versus New England. New England's at home, uh, favored by one point, and I got New England. I think New England, is, uh, Bill Belichick, is going to find a way to shut down the Cardinals. Um, they may be out of the playoffs at this point, but I think they're still pretty prideful, so I think they'll put up a challenge and shut down um, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. And just to reiterate, while I'm on my picks, I got the Raiders over the Rams. I got the Jet. Oh, no, excuse me. Hell no. I got the Bills over the Jets. I got the Cincinnati Bengals over the Browns. I got Cowboys over the Texans. I got Detroit over Minnesota in upset. I got Tennessee over the Jags. Giants over, oh, no, wait. Eagles over the Giants. I got Ravens over Pittsburgh in an upset. I got Chiefs over the Broncos. Bucks over 49ers in an upset. And I got Seattle, Seattle Seahawks over the Panthers, uh, Miami over Chargers. Sorry, Justin, and the New, New England Patriots over the Cardinals. That is the NFL. Got that out of the way. Sorry, that was a little longer winded than I wanted it to be. But make no mistake, we get into the good stuff. So bear with me, y'all. Bear with me. There's still good stuff still to come. Uh, let's talk about this fantasy real quick before we get into the good stuff. Uh, fantasy football, uh, usually when we get to this area, I am a little bit more enthused. I'm a little more excited. But last week, um, since we guys weren't, we weren't together, I wasn't able to tell you that last week or week 12, I should say, or week, let's see, this is week 13 results. So week 12 was some bullshit. To say the least, um, a couple of my guys got zero points. I think that was the week Travis Etienne had zero points and Tyler Higby got me zero points. And then I had a couple of buys that were crucial, Christian McCaffrey. And I think that may have been the week that Tom Brady and them had a buy. I'm not sure. But either way, I had a couple of duds and it made it so that this week here or week 13, I'm going to talk about I had to win the game and a couple of people had to lose in order for me to make the playoffs. Y'all, I was in fourth place on the ascension. And then the last couple of weeks, the last two weeks of the of the season, last three, uh, I lost two out of the three games and it just plopped me out of the playoffs. It was just fucking crazy, man. I don't know how it happened at one of the best rosters. I know I had one of the best rosters. It just came to be that this year wasn't my year. I'm not going to be a hater. Um, big ups to everybody that did make the playoffs. I'm going to talk about the playoff bracket and the consolation bracket and all that bullshit a little bit later. But let me get into this week's scores. Uh, me, I beat Jason 145 to 96. I thought I was going to put up big points enough to actually sneak into the playoffs if Sean lost. 
Um, uh, I'll get into Sean's game a little later. I'm not going to skip everybody else. Tay won 125, beating Dijon, knocking him out of sixth place, which I thought was incredible because he had Lamar Jackson and he had to go deal with that injury. So I thought that was going to catapult me to getting in the playoffs, and I thought everything was going to be all good. Um, but Tay did beat Dijon uh, 125 to 87, securing himself the second seed in the playoffs. Congratulations for that and knocking Dijon out of playoffs, essentially. Um, this game here, though, Sean beat Kyle 143 to 138. Um, I thought Kyle was going to run away with that game. I thought he was going to do me a solid and just kick his, uh, kick his brother out of the playoffs and allow me to go in there smooth with the sixth seed and just kind of like mosey my way to a championship. But no. But goddamn no, it's crazy. Um, he set a big uh, precedent at the beginning. We thought he had a big enough score for um, us to just walk away with it and it, it'd be done. But I think he has a couple of players. He has two players left. Um, Kyle scores a total of 138. And Sean is down a big amount of points. But I think it's a receiver. I'm not too sure exactly who it was that Sean was able to get to get him just enough points to make him down by like 12 or 13 points. And the last player that he had left was fucking Taysom Hill against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers allowed Taysom Hill to score a touchdown pass as a receiver wide open and score a game-winning touchdown. Well, essentially for Sean, not the game-winning touchdown for the Saints, but securing Sean as the sixth seed in the playoffs, at least taking Dijon's place. Um, then Yancey beat Derek, which I thought was good, but Derek had a lot more points than me. So him losing was good to bring him down to my record, but it wasn't enough to have me beat him in total points. So Yancey beat Derek 122 to 16, thanks to Will Lutz, a kicker that just kept kicking field goals for the uh, Saints that put him in the wing. So I was like, yeah, Derek's coming down. Maybe I can beat him in points. That didn't end up happening. And then Jeremy was able to secure his spot in the playoffs by beating Damon 122 to uh, 103. And then lastly, John beat Deshaun 124 to 122, which also dropped him down to the same record as me. But due to him scoring 122 points to my 145, he beat me by about 15 points. So he got the six seed. Uh, Sean was able to get the five seed and it went down like that. And that was just, so actually Sean was able to get the four seed since Derek lost and he beat him in total points. So shit just went crazy. I wasn't able to make the playoffs and the playoffs schedule go as follows. This week we have Kyle has a bye with the number one seed. Congratulations, Kyle. There was the last couple of seasons. He has been, uh, plagued by injuries, wasn't able to uh, make the playoffs. I don't know if he made the playoffs or yeah, he wasn't able to make the playoffs. He was down and out. Christian McCaffrey got hurt, but he got the bye this year. Gets to sit back and wait and see who wins um, out of Sean and Derek. Uh, Sean's the four seed. Derek's the five seed. I think Kyle takes the low, uh, the lower seeded winner since he's the one seed. And then Tay, um, who is in second place, gets that second bye as Jeremy and Deshaun battle it out for that uh, to advance. Um, in the essentially wild card uh, round of the playoffs, um, Jeremy's three seed, Deshaun's the six seed. So whoever wins that, uh, Tay is pretty much going to take the higher seed out of those people. So if Deshaun wins, Kyle's probably going to play Deshaun. If uh, let's see, if 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 Derek wins, 
then Kyle plays Derek. So it kind of just comes down to the place, and you you know what I'm trying to say. On the consolation side, which doesn't really matter, bullshit-ass shit, um, I got the first place for the consolation back at being seventh, so I got the first buy, and Deshaun got the second buy. And we await the uh, winners of 11 seed Yancey, or 11 seed Jason and 10 seed Yancey, and then 9 seed John versus uh, 12 seed Damon. Um, me and Dijon wait the winners of that. Um, because last place, I guess, does matter because you will get the coveted uh toilet trophy if you come in last place. So, yeah, man, that was fantasy football in a nutshell. We'll continue to, you know, report on it. I won't be a poor sport about it. I'll keep talking about it for the boys, you know what I'm saying? It still represent for the winners because this is going to keep going. Um, we'll see who actually wants to continue because this is big money on the table. First place, 450, uh, second place, 150. In third place, gets your money back at that $50. So we're going to break it down. One, two, three. Um, everybody gets a little love. Everybody gets a little money. Thank you for participating. Last place gets a toilet trophy. Um, hopefully, you know, Damon still has a chance not to get last place. So hopefully he goes out there and make it does what it do. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it for the fantasy stuff. I'm going to take a little break here, let you guys unwind for a second. I'm going to get some water like I always do because I always forget to fucking bring it in here. I don't know why I do that. And then I'm going to get into some pop culture, man. We're going to talk about Comic-Con, LA, Comic-Con 2022. I'm going to show you all some of my pickups from Comic-Con. I got some really good stuff and stuff I want to explain. I got some pop culture I want to talk about as far as Deion uh, Sanders leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado. And maybe I'll talk about a couple of these trailers that I saw. I want to talk to you guys about and see how y'all feel about those. And we can kind of reflect on that. And then I'll get you guys out of here on this beautiful Friday, man. Short and sweet, you know what I'm saying? Not too much, not too much, you know what I'm saying? Because I know some of these episodes be hella long. You have to sit here and listen to me for a long time. But I know hey, sometimes it's good. Y'all got commuting to do. Y'all got work to do. And y'all can listen to the pod in your ear. You know what I'm saying? I'm your favorite podcast host. I already know. So I know you ain't got a problem with it to the true listeners. But to all the halfway listeners who ain't going to listen again anyways, I'm sorry. I'm so annoying. But to my dedicated Best of bias listeners to my best of bias family. You already know what it is. You already know what it is. You already know what it is. But anyways, I'll be right back. It's the best of bias podcast. Thank you for holding it down. Thank you for being with me. Happy Friday. And I'll be right back. And we back in this thing. And we back in this thing. Yeah. So welcome back to the Best of Bias podcast. Where was we? Had to get some hydration, hydrate yourself, stay hydrated at all times, man. Drink a lot of water, does your body good, and also eat broccoli. I'm a big proponent of broccoli right now. You know what I'm saying? It helps with dementia, and that's one of the scariest things in life. You know what I'm saying? Keep your memory strong. Eat that broccoli. Broccoli companies, if you want to sponsor me. Hey, you want to sponsor the pod? Just come on, come on, come on. I'm a big proponent, man. I love the broccoli. You know what I'm saying? The broccoli cheddar cheese. Talking about money right now, though. Y'all didn't know that. But anyways, pop culture time, pop culture time, pop culture time. Let's get into it. Dual cameras yet? Dual cameras? Nah, not quite yet. We're going to get there, though. I ain't forgot about y'all, but I do know y'all. Um, But yeah, let's talk about Coach um, Dion first, because, man, this news kind of picked up as of late. Um, people kind of thought it wasn't going to happen, but it happened, man. Um, coach prime left Jackson state to, um, join the power five and join Colorado. There was a vacancy there and then coach prime took it. Um, I guess he was up for the Auburn job and the Colorado job and the Colorado job was the one that he was able to take. Welcome to the uh, PAC 12 coach Dion. 
hopefully that brings a lot of eyes to the Pac-12 and uh you know what I'm saying gives our 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 conference a lot a lot of attention because you got USC and UCLA trying to leave you know what I'm saying and we thought it was going to kill the conference but coach prime coming in could bring a lot of eyes and bring something that we need down there but um there's a lot of controversy behind it because a lot of people are kind of like saying he's lying he was a liar for kind of promising these kids that he was actually going to stay and kind of fulfill some of the promises that you know maybe they were kind of recruited by lower D1 schools and they could have went there, but they chose to go to a JSU to um, be coached by Coach Prime and give them an opportunity to get to the next level, be coached by NFL athletes and NFL respected Hall of Famers, you know what I'm saying? So they can actually get help to get to the next level. A lot of players play in college and aren't able to get to the next level and they have that dream. So being able to play under the one of the best coaches, one of the best play, one of the best coaches in the SWAC, I would say, but then one of the best players ever to play in the NFL, um, would be a good stepladder to getting to that ultimate goal. But um, I don't know, man. The transfer portal now can make it easy for these players to go and follow them to Colorado if you really wanted to play under Coach Prime. I'm, I just feel kind of sorry for the, you know, the BSU and the, HB, uh, BSU, the H, HBCU programs because, I don't know, Prime brought a lot of action, a lot of attention to that division, to that conference, to to HBCU's athletic programs in general. Um, him to leave after two years, people are saying it kind of had a bad look and kind of looked like he was just lying to the kids to get money and get a lot of recruits to help him in the in the in the I guess meantime. And ultimately, he was just trying to get to the next level and do what everybody else does, um, just kind of skedaddle when it's the best for them, best opportunity. Kind of shows his face, but. Um, me, I don't fault Coach Prime for doing that. I mean, I was one of the people that thought he would do that um, at the first opportunity he got. I mean, a lot of coaches, a lot of players really don't get an uh, opportunity to get into coaching in the first place. So for him to be able to go to a HBCU, do a great job there for two years and then get offered a position and offer, you know, he went to FSU. So he probably is not going to say, you know, um, see it or well, Colorado for long. He's probably going to just do his thing there for a couple of years. And once he gets offered the FSU job, he's probably going to take that because that's his alma mater. But um, it's cool to see him take his players with him, take his son with him. He was a starting quarterback at JSU. So he said he's going to be the starting quarterback over there in Colorado. They did go one and 11. So um, there's not much to work with over there anyway. So he told him straight up in the press conference, I'm bringing my boys. I'm bringing my son. I'm bringing my players from JSU. Probably Travis Hunter's probably going to come out there and do his thing. I mean, it's what he needs, man. He deserves to be, you know, get an opportunity and show that he can actually coach and he can recruit and he can bring some eyes to the Pac-12 into a program that is down and bad. He did it at JSU in two years. Um, let's see what he can do at Colorado. Um, I have faith in him. I know he can recruit with the transfer portal, portal now. Who wouldn't want to go play for Dion? seeing what all the stuff he did for JSU? So, I mean, it only can... If anything, <laughs> it does influence more kids to get up and go to school and try to get to these D1s and try to get into Colorado to, you know, play for him and hire their education. You know, you can't really always look at the negative side of it. Yeah, he did leave JSU a little earlier than he probably promised, but I still feel like it's a good opportunity for him. It's good for the representation of black coaches in the NCAA, especially in the Pac-12. Um, we've seen some famous coaches come and go, but I still feel like Prime is a little different. Um, he... He is in touch. He's able to recruit. Um, you know, he's just really in tune with the youth now. I like his, like, uh, discipline. I like the stuff that he preaches as a coach. So, um, 
you know what I'm saying? Maybe you can bring some pride back to that program. And that's, again, going to be just beneficial for the Pac-12, beneficial for the players who were at JSU, probably not going to get drafted, that are actually going to get to have that exposure they need now to actually make it to the next level. Like his son, like Travis Hunter, the five-star that chose to go there over the top D1 schools there was, you know what I'm saying? So it's a really good opportunity, and I'm happy to see Dion get it, though there are some negatives about it. I think the positive does overweigh that, and I think – um it's a good thing that he's there, though he's probably going to lose a lot playing against, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> you already know. Um, but next, though, um, just quickly talk about some trailers that I did see recently. Um, Indiana Jones 5. I don't know if you guys are interested in that. It might be 4. It's 5. I think it's 5. Um, I didn't really look at it too much. I just saw a whole bunch of 70-year-old. Um, what's my What's my guy's name? What's my guy's name? Harrison Ford. Just doing a bunch of fake stunts because you know it's not him out there running on trains and doing all the stunts. And they're going to use a whole bunch of de-aging and a whole bunch of, like, CGI. Um, so, I don't know, man. We'll see how it is. I didn't really like the one with Shia LaBeouf. Um, but if you guys haven't seen that trailer, go check it out. Um, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. It's really nostalgic, man. I still like the first couple of Indiana Jones. I still throw them on from time to time. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, though, is the one I'm really, really, really interested in. I wasn't too fond of the Christmas special. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Um, but um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 looks pretty good. Um, it's going to be the last one that James Gunn makes, of course, because he's going over there to be the head guy at DC, so he doesn't have too much time to keep doing the Marvel uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh, I think he's going to do a lot of good stuff over there in DC, though he did kind of scrap the whole uh, Wonder Woman situation with Gal Gadot. I don't know if I, if I uh, agree with that. That's one of the things where I'm like, hmm. I don't know, bro. I don't know if you should just wipe the character like that. Gal Gadot was a fan fan favorite. So hopefully this is just a uh, just a rumor that, um, you know, just got went by the wayside and people just kind of like just picking it up and running with it. And it's not true. Um, but yeah, what else do we see? Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not done with that. We get to see a lot of insight of what it's going to be about. High evolutionary. We get to see where Rack, uh, Rocket the Raccoon comes from. Uh, I think a lot of his backstory is going to come from this. You see a lot about his family, um, his love interests, and a lot of stuff like that. Um, we also see that Gamora, the new Gamora, because we saw what happened in Endgame. It's a different Gamora, but not with the same memories. We see her kind of doing her own thing. Uh, we see uh, that, of course, we saw in the Christmas special that they own nowhere now. They bought it off the collector. So um, that's their home base. We see them in uniforms and stuff like that. Um, there is a hunch that Rocket the Raccoon is going to die. Maybe Drax too, because Drax has had a falling out with Marvel and doesn't want to do the role anymore. It's because he said it's going to be his last role. So I think he's probably going to be one of the ones that die as well. Uh, people are kind of inferring maybe that Gamora and Peter Quill or uh, not going to be able to, uh, well, Star-Lord aren't going to have the same love as they did in the past when she actually remembered everything. So it's going to be interesting to see what it's about. Um, I did watch a couple of reviews and it did some in-depth uh, kind of theory making, you know what I'm saying? So it does look very, very interesting. Um, what else we get a trailer for? Um, we got another trailer for Ant-Man Quantumania. Um, but I know you guys seen a lot of that. There was a Comic-Con in Brazil um, at the same time as the Comic-Con I went to, there was a lot of, uh, there was another trailer review and we got to see 
exactly what was going on a lot more of Kang the Conqueror we got to see a lot more about the plot and what was going on in the quantum zone and that it's its own world and stuff like that and there's a lot to expect in that to where I'm really happy to see that and see the um kickoff of phase five and what it's what it has to hold for us because I know there's a lot coming secret wars and all that shit we'll talk a lot about that and we'll walk you through that aka and everybody will have plenty of guests on there to talk about that kind of stuff but um trailers man a lot of stuff coming up i mean i don't know what's really coming out very soon i think quantum manium is the next movie that is coming out um, we just have black panther come out in november ending phase well, i think the christmas special ended phase four but yeah man um at the comic-con i went to i didn't see many marvel reveals or nothing that hinted towards anything marvel or dc but i am going to talk about this comic-con comic-con 2022 la thank you Dual cameras, dual cameras. Thank you for having me. Comic-Con was amazing. First Comic-Con ever I've been to. And I'm not going to not gonna lie to you. It's not going to be my last. You know what I'm saying? These things were incredible. Um, the culture was incredible. The people were incredible. The shopping were incredible. Everything that I like to buy, being, you know, my hobbies and stuff like that, was all there for me. Um, there was no um, fighting. There was no aggression. Everybody, I was just happy to be there. It was it was really cool, a really cool um introspective view on kind of the stuff I talk about in the pod. You know what I mean? So I, I knew I had to take the podcast on the road to Comic Con out there in LA and be amongst the people and just, you know, talk the talk that we talk on the podcast there with people in person. So a bunch of pictures and stuff. I put those on the Instagram. Hopefully you guys were able to see those, but it went crazy, man. I got a bunch of merch. And a bunch of cool stuff that I want to show you guys right now. Um, we had a bunch of stars, a bunch of celebrities and stuff that were actually there and were able to talk about their creation and just all types of pop culture stuff that uh, that really got me going as a podcaster, a, pod, a creator, content creator. It gave me a chance to see what the professionals are doing, seeing what it takes. The podcasters were up there giving live podcasts on different topics, um, anime and hip hop, just a whole bunch of different fusions of, of pop culture greatness that I was able to just soak in. And I was a sponge there and I loved it, man. I know there's a lot of negative connotations when it comes to kind of Comic-Con. Um, there's a bunch of people in cosplay and a bunch of different costumes and everybody's a virgin and everybody's musty and nerdy. Nah, it's not what it is, man. It's a mixture of culture. I mean, it's like, it, it's also, it's kind of like, um, I want to say sneaker culture, all that kind of different kind of cultures kind of are molded together now. So we have your nerds, your hype beasts, your your collectors, your um, parents, your people there for the nostalgia of it, your cosplayers, your uh, your entertainers just there to sign autographs. It's just a it's a big melting pot of pop culture that everybody enjoys for a weekend and just goes back to their regular lives after, you know what I'm saying? It gives, it lets you be a kid in a way uh, you're adult. Everybody treats everybody like adults, but it's like, we're all in that nostalgic period together in a sense. And it was a great experience, man. That's how I got to put it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's, that's me, but I'm definitely going to be out there represent for the podcast at a bunch of other ones, just, just, just to show my face and just further get, um, put on into the culture, man. I collect pops. I went out there and I heard a lot of pop um, collectors and people that I listen to and watch on whatnot may be there. And uh, I ran into one of the most famous whatnoters that I know, whatnoters, whatnot sellers that I know. 
Um, he was just in the store. I was in a pop store buying some stuff, some exclusive stuff that I may want to get signed at the um, Comic-Con and looked at the cash register at the counter. Collect this kid, one of the, you know, check him out on whatnot right now. He's like one of the most popular. He has everything, man. The store with thousands of pops, any pops you want, he got it on the shelf. He's always talking about how he's everywhere collecting. Going to Comic Cons, buying people's collections, and just stocking this store up for us, you know, at the whatnot, you know, us whatnoters, you know, us buyers, you know what I'm saying? Just to have something on there to sell. And I met him and his family, and they're really cool, uh, really, really cool people. Um, and we actually, I guess they saw me at the Comic Con standing in line. There's a bunch of stuff, exclu exclusive pops being sold by Hot Topic. It was an all out run to try to get to these uh, Hot Topic booths to get these pops, um, especially the Naruto pops. I'm going to show you guys some pickups right now. Some of the exclusive stuff that I was able to get. I actually forgot one, the Riddler. I left it on the wall up there. I'm not going to grab it right now, but I'll show you some of the pickups I got. Um, firstly, um, sorry again, audio listeners, I'm holding up this stuff. Um, but if you look on the Instagram or watch it on YouTube, you can check it out and see what I'm holding up. But if you guys watch Avatar, I know it's backwards in the video and I got that ring light, so it's kind of flashy, but I got this Toph here signed by Jessica Flower herself, the voice of Toph, um, the American version, of course, if you watched it in Japanese or whatever, it's not her, but I know I watched the American version a lot and Toph was one of my favorite characters. She signed it for me. One of the best quotes in the show, you know, when uh, for all my Avatar fans out there when she was... Um, looking for uh ang was looking for appa when she when he got kidnapped they were putting up posters to try to find appa and she's blind so she obviously doesn't know what side the poster is going on so she puts some glue on the wall and puts the poster upside down and they're just kind of looking at her and don't want to tell her that it's upside down because she's blind and don't want her to feel bad and she's like it's upside down isn't it and one of the most iconic lines for the movie she got she put that on me signed it for me quoted it for me epic jsa certified got it certified so people know it's the real deal holyfield also, I was able to meet somebody else, Epic, uh, Rob Paulson. Again, you can see that glare. Rob Paulson, the voice of many characters, but most famously right here, I got uh, Raphael, the um, Red Ranger from the 80s, 90s Ninja Turtles cartoon. He also played the voice of Yakko from Animaniacs. He played Pinky, Pinky in the Brain, Carl from Jimmy Neutron. Um, I think dad, he played the dad in Danny Phantom, uh, just many, many characters, all kinds of people that you probably heard his voice iconically and all these voices, but you never knew it was him. I got a picture and an autograph. He put Cowabunga Raphael on there by Rob Paulson, the legend and the pop that I got actually is pretty dope. It's an exclusive, um, Comic-Con from New York Comic-Con shared sticker. Um, it's the Red Ninja Turtle as the Red Ranger. So he's like, I never seen that one before. You know what I'm saying? Got the exclusive signature on that. But these next couple things I'm gonna I'm gonna show you is what everybody was running around this goddamn Comic Con for <laughs> and trying to get it, but nobody was able to get it. Only a select few. I mean, there's thousands of people there. I would say a good, a easy couple thousand, and I'm sure they only had stock of maybe seven, let's see, 850 of these things. So everybody was out there trying to pick up this bad boy here. This here is Naruto Uzumaki has nine tails. Um, the LA Comic Con exclusive sticker right there. People are actually able to buy like four, three of them at a time. So as they're going out of the door, everybody's getting so upset. Everybody's racing to the booth. The line wrapped around the corner, wrapped around the whole convention. People waiting in line hours to get this. 
And a lot of people didn't get it. Uh, shout out Damo. I don't know. I haven't mentioned that yet. The homie Damo, me and him were out there scavenging. Um, we actually, he bought a bunch of pops. He like bought one pop and I kind of like talked him into the culture, man. And he just started collecting too. Um, we're eventually going to start selling and stuff, but we were out there like legit hunters for pops looking for this stuff and trying to collect all this stuff, waiting in line for hours. And this is what it looks like out of the box. Naruto with the nine tails. You feel me? Pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? Usually people don't out of box it, but again, I was able to get, Ooh, she almost dropped it. I was able to get a couple. So this one, I out of boxed it and crazy shit about it. I was in line for hella long. And when I got to the front, there's like, there's only a couple left, but they're damaged. They don't have the Comic-Con sticker on them. I was like, I waited this whole time in line. Y'all gonna tell me right now that this, there's no more sticker. Like, bruh, why would I want multiple? So I only got one of the non-sticker damaged ones and gave one to the homie in line that I was sitting there talking to because I would have got the last two if I didn't just give him the last one. And he was great. He was really grateful. Um, but he was a really cool dude, and I was happy to be able to do it for him. But, yeah, this is what the, what's what the boy looks like. This is my first out-of-box pop. As you can see, I have a bunch on the wall back there. And I had <laughs> – I went there with no pops. I came back with 10. <laughs> it's it, it, It's a bad addiction, but – she was fun, man. I recommend anybody going. Um, we saw voice actor of, I'm turn this camera off real quick. We had the voice actor of SpongeBob, voice actor of, of course, the Toph, the red, um, shit, the red uh, Ninja Turtle, a Pink Ranger. She was out there, Laz Alonzo, the cast for the boys, Umbrella Academy cast, Sandlot cast, a bunch of different artists, artists that drew uh, comic books for Wolverine, Spawn, Hulk. Everybody was there, man. Uh, Goku, the voice of Goku was there. Sean Hamill, I think his name was. A uh, voice of Freezer. Like any any voice actor you can think of, pretty much, that's really popular in anime or anything like that right now, they popped up. We were able to speak with them, do autographs. I know I'm nerding out right now. <laughs> but it was real, y'all. It was really cool. Um, you saw all the pickups I got. My first ever autographed pops, especially these. this one right here, man. This is a treasure to me. It's like one of the most special things I've ever had. Like, it's legit my favorite character in Avatar. You know what I mean? And the voice actor signed it. That is so dope. I've been looking for this pop everywhere. Um, but now it's just extra special to me. You know what I'm saying? I encourage everybody to get into this pop life. Um, these pops are going to be worth it in the future if you're trying to make a little bit of money. If you collect stuff, collect football cards, baseball cards, shoes, anything like that. It's kind of on the same level, man. Um, these things raise and lower in value. Um, you can, you know, hold on to them, especially with the autographs and the JSA certified. I can get a cool couple hundred dollars for these. And I paid like, 45 for the Raphael and $20 for the Toph. I just made them so much more valuable by just going out there and getting signatures on it. I did pay for the signature, but you know what I'm saying? It's a lot that goes with it. Oh, yeah, I can't forget. The last thing I was able to pick up was a little art piece that I, they were selling out there. Check this bad boy out. This is Mario. I'm going to cover my face for a second. Mario Racing Speed Racer. It looks like Miami, you know what I'm saying? Got Gyarados and Kirby out there. Just some dope stuff, you know what I'm saying? I was able to pick up a lot. I got me a little Comic-Con sweater in commemorance of me going. Um, you know what I'm saying? So next time I go to Comic-Con, I'm probably going to make a, also a collab T-shirt for the best of bias. Just, just a little something just to spice it up because these things, man, I could talk about this for an hour, for hours and hours, but... I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna let y'all live, you know what I'm saying? But I encourage everybody to try to get out to Comic Con if you can. San Diego's the big one. Um, New York's is Comic Con. I might try to get out there to Brazil, man. A Brazil Comic Con, that would be amazing. 
Um, but yeah, man, it's all kind of stuff. So I encourage everybody to try to get out there to at least one in their life. If it's not your thing, at least try it once. Take your kids. They would love it because they have everything for kids. They have uh, stuff for adults. They have food trucks, all kind of stuff. They had alcohol. So, so there's a little bit of something for everybody if you're down to, um, you know, spend a little time out there and just live your nostalgic dreams. But yeah. A lot of good pickups, you know. See, my first out of box pop, it isn't exclusive. Look at me, the nerve, the audacity to take the the ever so heralded Naruto Uzumaki out the box. You know what I'm saying? It's my little guy. It's from my desk now. You know what I'm saying? Brought it back to the office, back to the pop lavatory with the pop Don Don. And look out for the whatnot stream. Uh, me and Damon may be thinking about starting one of those. We out here, the pop hunters. So we might we might start one of those soon. So. I guess we to the end of the podcast where I let her know where to uh where to find me at. Um Patrick Patrick, nobody calls me Patrick. SAC underscore Lydell for the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydell on the Snapchat. I guess you do call me Patrick. So for the best of bias though, you can find us on YouTube, Best of Bias Podcast, of course. Um, all the subscribers, all the listeners, man, we we I appreciate them all. Excuse me. I was a little tongue tied there. Um, the, the followers increase every day. It's a little slow, but we, we get in there. I appreciate everybody that clicks on the videos and listens to these videos. Thank you. AKA for always holding it down again. Thank you. Damo for, uh, rolling with me to this comic con. Um, sorry to Sean for you not being able to make it. He got sick, man. It would have been three of us, but he did get sick. We would have been able to get nine of these bad boys <laughs> if we was really about it, but yeah, he did get sick. So the next one, he will be with us. Um, and we'll do it as the best of bias family again. Um, look for the merch, you know what I'm saying? Website will be up, man. I'm starting that shit. I'm really going to do it this weekend. I promise you guys. Um, I got a bunch of good stuff and I show you guys a lot on Instagram, but I wanted to get it to you guys permanently. So you guys can just get out there and look at it and get whatever you like. Two different styles, still have the hard eyes, still have the uh, new glass eyes look. Um, t-shirts still available as well. Um, beanies, everything for the cold weather. I'm going to try to get on these hoodies as well. Just keep everything fresh for y'all and let y'all know we ain't playing. We ain't only a podcast to merch gang. Stay strong. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, good luck in fantasy if you're still in it. If you're starting the playoffs now, if you're still um, playing in the playoffs, I mean, in the regular season before you get to the 14 playoffs that some of the leagues are doing as well. Good luck. Good luck, good luck to you guys. Shit. Uh, and I hope your teams are still doing good in the NFL as well. Shouts out to everybody in that. Um, shouts out to the Nuggets. Shouts out to the Buccaneers. Shout out, shouts out to Oregon as well. Um, but that's it. Uh, I got some lens of pictures for y'all on the way too. I look kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? I look kind of cool, but um, that's the end of the podcast. I love y'all come back next time. Longer podcast, a lot more pop culture. I'm going to have a guest for y'all. I promise. I'll probably get another episode out a little bit sooner too, but it's the best of bias podcast. Your favorite podcast host like Dr. Narrow and I'm out of here. Yeah. Peace out. Y'all. It's the best of, best of bias, you need to hear for, you should try us, from pop culture to the movies to unite us, it's the best of, best of bias, uh, your best of bias.